Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. This, this is Jolly Rogers and Touchdown with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. But Casey, before we get too far in, uh, we got a few, not many, but a few little team updates. Should we go through those really yes, quick? Yes, of course. The biggest one was the scare of offensive lineman Tristan Wirfs going mm-hmm. down in overtime. And I know that I'm pretty sure that's what really set fans over the edge because there yeah. should have never been an overtime, but we won't get there yet. Um, with that said, the it looked worse than it was, which is the good news. A lot of people were extremely concerned that Tristan Wirfs had actually broken his leg, and it seems mm-hmm. like he has a, a sprained ankle. It's going to keep him out for the next three to four weeks. So what could have been season ending is roughly around a month. We know how much Tristan Wirfs loves this team and obviously what a key asset he is to this offensive line. So – to find the bright spot, it's not as severe as it looked, and he won't be out as long. Um, the tough news, obviously, being that this offensive line is taking another little beating here, and um, we'll be without somebody who's so crucial for what's going to be in a rough stretch, especially after what we saw on Sunday versus the Browns. Yeah, and for those doctors out there, if you're like wanting a few more details, no surgery is expected, mm-hmm. um, but there is some ligament damage. And so that's why he's going to be out for that three to four weeks just to make sure that um, all those ligaments within that foot and ankle do heal. Um, and like Casey said, good news yeah. for the Bucks. but but you're right, Casey. It's This is just, I mean, literally from day two of training camp until now. This offensive line has just taken hit after hit. Um, hopefully, Ryan Jensen will start to see him um, as a conversation about him. I mean, yeah, I think that's hopefully, their frustration. Hopefully, we'll start to see a little bit more of him at practice. Like I said, my expectation is that we'll start to see him around a little bit more, and then maybe we'll see him in pads mm-hmm. mid late December. Hopefully. Um, doing some things and then, you know, maybe getting back into the mix in, in late December, early January, but we'll see, we'll see. Maybe it'll be a Christmas present. Maybe it'll be a Christmas miracle. Ryan Jensen. Come out red, it's the field. Day. Yeah, it would be great. It would be great. I'd be a fan. And how, how fitting is that big red during the I holiday? Know. That's all about red and green. That and would be fun. That would be things. fun. I don't know. I'm just saying that <laughs> if he shows up dressed as Santa on Christmas well, that would be Day, fantastic. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
our producer is, is giving us some pretty good updates right, right here as well. Werfs is actually the fourth highest graded offensive lineman in the mm -hmm. NFL this season, according to Pro Football Focus. So having him out for three or four weeks, again, it's like good news and bad news, right? Like yeah. great that it's not longer, but mm -hmm. like dang. Yeah. This it, is already it, an it, offense that is the last things they needed. Yeah, this is already an offense that is struggling. This is already – there's already so many things that are not clicking that we're going to get into, Casey. And so then having the fourth highest graded offensive lineman mm -hmm. go down for three to four weeks whenever you're facing off, mm. you know, against the 49ers, the Bengals, the – you know, like some of these teams that are making their own playoff runs right now and like pushes. Yep. It's not, it's not good. It's not a good sign. Um, no. And as you said, Kaylee, um, that's one of many non good signs we have going on in this team update. And as you guys know, Jolly Roger and touchdown fans, typically this is the point where Kaylee and I give you a rundown through the injury report, but you know, we don't have one yet. The first practice of the week has not fully taken place. So what we do have for you, unfortunately, fans, is potentially a little bit more frustration, but we're here to give updates and insight. And a lot of fans took to Twitter yesterday to express their, uh, I guess, disappointment would be the right word, Kaylee. Their disappointment in a press conference with head coach Todd Bowles uh, discussing some of the questionable play calling uh, in Sunday's game versus the Browns and what could have what was hoped to be, you know, a press conference where some answers came to light. It felt like a press conference where there was an extreme lack of accountability. And Kaylee and I just sat here raving about glimmers of accountability that started to show on this team to just take a complete step backwards. Kaylee, what were your thoughts on this presser and probably fans reactions to it? Because at this point, it's, it's just the fact that, Fans keep showing up for this team and then they have to take to Twitter to, to feel heard and have, you know, all the toughness kind of aired. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yeah, I think so um, to kind of like explicitly say what, what Casey's talking about, mm -hmm. Todd Bowles had his press conference yesterday, as he does on Mondays. And when asked about time management and clock management, why he took timeouts when he did, um, there was possibility for them to take a timeout and potentially avoid overtime at all. Like they could have yeah. won the game in regulation. Again, they were up a touchdown, Casey, 
yeah. with a minute to play. And, um, and we know what those timeouts also do besides allowing teams to collect themselves and strategize. It's also a mental warfare situation, yeah. you know, so they could have gotten in the Brown's head who was feeling so hot and high on themselves and giving themselves an edge. It's just like, you had so many timeouts. I know everybody's like, why not just use one? But to your point, Kaylee, and, and you explaining specifically what happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so if, um, if we remember, um, Tom Brady has only, first of all, I feel like we need some context to this. Tom yes. Brady has only thrown two interceptions um, this season. He mm-hmm. is at a 0.04 interception percentage. It is literally the best of his career. He's not having his best performance this year, but in terms of interception, protecting the ball, he, he is, he mm-hmm. really is. So when asked about like how things were going, so Tom throws a screen pass to Rashad white. They only get one yard after that. Brady just threw this like chef's kiss, gorgeous pass to Julio Jones between three defenders. It's like something that only Tom Brady could do. Yeah. It was a 26 yard pass. Um, and then Bowles finally used a timeout, but there was only eight seconds left in regulation. When asked about the timeout usage and using it offensively instead of on the previous drive mm-hmm. def- defensively against the Browns, Todd Bowles had a really interesting answer. He said he kind of dismissed like why he used it, n- why he didn't use it on, on defense at all and mm-hmm. just kind of went in on the Tom Brady pass to Julio Jones and said – well, it could have been an interception. <laughs> Which is just like. Which like, I just feel like that's. A, you clearly don't have trust within your quarterback, within your, your Hall veteran, of Fame veteran, yeah, goat, goat quarterback. All like, the names. How are you going to stand up in front of a room full of media that is brought it's broadcasting live on Twitter in multiple places. And you're really going to say, well, Tom Brady could have thrown an interception. And it's like, yeah. And the the sky could freaking fall and pigs could fly. And like, right. He's over to Todd Bowles. There's a lot of (laughs) what ifs that could have happened, but a, you didn't answer the question B Mm -hmm. In the way that you tried to answer the question, you just you threw your quarterback under the bus. You deflated your quarterback. And I mean, he probably didn't take it personally because I think Tom Brady is confident in himself. Mm-hmm. But Tom, he goes on to explain. He said, well, if we didn't get the yards in the first play, then we would call a timeout. Well, Casey, that doesn't make sense to me because you didn't get yards on the first play and you didn't call Did a not. timeout. And so- just. You just, just for extra exaggeration, Kaylee. What was the score in this moment that he is that he is um, going off course to? The score at this moment is still them up by a touchdown. Correct? No, this is no. after. Right, this is after. Oh my gosh! It just bowls, 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 bowls. Why? 
So it just doesn't make sense. And let me just, I'm, that's a really great question, Casey. I'm just going to like quickly double check that. But the way that this is playing out, the way that he answered the question, mm -hmm. it, it makes me believe that this was after, because I think the question was, why didn't you use those timeouts? Like, why did you use them on offense versus yeah. on defense? Like, it doesn't make very much sense. You could have used them on defense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Right here. So after, after they tied the game, after the Browns tied the game, 17, yes. the Bucks got the ball back. And if you remember, there was a quick pass. They were at their own 25. There was a quick pass to Rashad white, a screener, yes. one yard. Then there was a deep pass to Julio Jones. Then they took a timeout during the previous drive during the Browns previous drive where they scored a touchdown. There were no timeouts taken. Right. Okay. Zero. Now I'm on the same So page. that's, so that's the question. Like, why would you have taken a time? Why take an offensive? Like you're, you're a defensive minded coach. Mm -hmm. You should have prepared this team to win the game defensively taking timeouts in the right spot to yes. prepare your defense to slow down their offense because yeah, they did start gaining some momentum, right? Like yep. it's the last drive for them of the game after they're, you know, 28 yards from Nick Chubb. Why not mm -hmm. take a timeout there? Why not take a timeout after Brissett's incomplete pass? It's you're about to be at third and nine. At yep. your own 11, like they're, it's there at your own 11. Why not take a timeout there? And then, and then that's right before the Njoku pass. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so it, it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense why a defensive minded coach wouldn't put his defense in the best position possible. Yep. To win the game. You were up a touchdown. All you had to do was stop the team. All you had to do was stop them. Yep. And taking time out strategically is going to put you in the best place yes. to stop them. You can deflate the other team. What did you do? Well, you deflated your own team because A, you basically told your defense, I don't have faith in you. I have more faith in the offense in the moment. That's you didn't have faith in anybody because – Call That's me if what I'm they wrong said. In, like in the moment, by not taking any timeouts, you're basically saying, like, okay, defense, I'm basically planning on you giving up this touchdown and and hopefully Tom can do his thing. And then exactly. after the and then after the fact, you switch it up. It's like it's very wishy-washy because after the fact, you're saying, Oh, well, it could have been an interception. And then you're doubling down and saying, Well, we were gonna take a timeout after the first play if we mm -hmm. didn't get any yards. Well, you didn't, but you didn't take a timeout then. <laughs> and then you put the timeout after you did get yards. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, also, why would you need a timeout then? They're moving the chains. You have a little That's bit of time. That's what I was going to ask. Like, call me crazy. But if anything, you hurt your own team by doing that. Because whenever this team, especially offensively, finds any string of momentum, why would you, why would you interrupt that? It makes no sense, Casey. And you it's don't have a one- or two-year quarterback in the pocket. No. Leave the field be, leave the momentum where it's at, but you're going to call a timeout at that moment after a connection, such as Tom Brady to Julio Jones, and then 
have no res no adequate response after the fact, the deflection is just it's paralyzing because it's we can so sit here all day and wonder so how did you how did you come to the podium and decide this was going to be the response and the angle today and I'm going to make it make sense. If there's one thing we ask for here on Jolly Rogers and touchdowns it's to make it make sense and none yeah. of it makes sense. It doesn't and then he just he just Casey he just keeps doubling down. Mm -hmm. So then he goes on and he's like, "Well, if he would have thrown a pick and then the ball went the other way and they would have kicked a field goal, then we would have lost and we felt better better going into overtime." So that's why I didn't do it. And it's like, oh my goodness. No. And then somebody, somebody asked him, do you really think that that pass could have been intercepted? And Bowles responds, it could have been. It was a risky throw, but he got it in there. Another contradictory statement. It's just like he he literally instead of actually taking responsibility for himself and saying, I made a bad call as a head coach. Right. What he said was. Well, our, our quarterback could have thrown a pick. And so we were going to take a timeout here, but then we didn't take a timeout here. And then we ended up taking a timeout here because we didn't want them to potentially, you know, get a field goal. And we felt better going into overtime mm -hmm. and da, da, da. it's like you felt better going into overtime against the team who you just let score on you in right. the last minute of the game mm -hmm. at their own home field on a terrible field, by the way. So let's just throw that in the mix oh, because yeah. you mentioned weather. Then there was also that field condition was abysmal. That field was gross. If you guys These saw the circle, get, yeah, yeah. So somebody took so you're their already truck. your players in bad conditions, and you want to go yeah. into overtime? Yeah, somebody took their truck, Casey. I, I meant to mention this on our last podcast because this is actually pretty funny. Somebody took <laughs> their truck, drove it onto the. I don't know how they got past security. But they like drove their truck onto the field and they were doing donuts on the Browns field. So if you like were able to see the, you know, the entire field, you would see like little circles it's because they were brown. Yeah, well, there were like donuts. Yeah, there was like brown, which you shouldn't see on a football field. that's freshly no. prepared for a team to take action. So. In addition to that, this is also something that was kind of funny that I meant to mention. Only in Cleveland for real. I meant to, well, maybe I'll save this for my, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just kind of funny. It's the Casey, the stinkiest part of the game on Sunday was not actually the bucks. Did you realize oh that? No. And I'm terrified as to what you're about to say. <laughs> there was a skunk that they found in the stadium that had like sprayed everywhere Oh my God. And it was Ew. like stinking everything up. And I don't know if it was like down by one of the locker rooms, but it was definitely like on the Ew. ground level. Um, but yeah, somehow a skunk got in the stadium and then like sprayed. And so, yeah. So uh, fans, you might've thought the bucks were the stinkiest thing out there. No, they weren't. That's hideous. That it is was, hideous. It was the skunk. I cannot believe that. I did not know this. And I'm glad I didn't know that in the moment because I'm clearly at a loss for words because Cleveland, what's wrong? <laughs> what is happening? Aside from them pulling off a win, that's a that's that's 
I don't want to be aggressive about it, but only in Cleveland, as our producer uh, has mentioned. That's just gross. <laughs> you have guys know. doing donuts, tearing up the field that's already so bad. You've got these wa- these these unfortunate weather conditions between like the misting rain that decided yeah. to come and go throughout the whole game on that garbage field. Then you've got a skunk to add to it. Oh, gross. Yeah, it's just not ideal.